crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real-world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recapic Podcast. Indeed it is, ladies Boom. and gentlemen. Boys and girls, welcome to uh, Wednesday. Uh, this has been a character-building week. I'm having a character-building life, I think. Yeah, but think of all the character you're building. Lots of it. I mean... Lots. It's no lots. ICF building. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, go look it up. Buildwithicf.com, everybody. Look it up. Look it up. See, I could have had the. I, I could have had the thing, but I didn't. Hit the, yeah. So instead, I had this right here. So those of you that are solid, one of our 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 top million listeners that listens to us religiously, you probably understand that uh, Jody lately has been letting me drive mm-hmm. uh, on the new board we have on the. Road Roadcaster Pro, uh, brought to you by Sweetwater.com. Great companies, uh, and uh, it drives him crazy because I miss all the good cues of really funny shit to say and things to do. And uh, Did you say so, funny shit, oh, or mysterious, oh, scary stuff. Yeah, awesome. Guess what, Jody's driving tonight. Hey, hey, everybody. So there's gonna fun. be a lot more sound effects. I'm gonna have fun. Uh, I just gotta remember what effects. all the buttons are. I know. Oh, they're labeled. Look, look at that. Right like the applause. It says applause. Thanks, everybody. Okay. I figured out no, that it's labeled. No, seriously, stop. Seriously, <laughs> it's a generous crowd. So yeah, it's gonna be a, this is gonna be a good one because uh, so we're in uh, today. Like I said, character building. Um, I had a very character building day today. Do you want to tell the story? A little bit, yeah. Little, this is uh, yeah, because this is a business thing. So let's let's go back into the uh, business havoc uh, sales portion of my life and. You deal with things that are sometimes out of your control, and something I deal with a lot that's out of my control is trucking. <laughs> and uh, I, I think everyone on here knows mother my, trucker. The I'm pretty sure everybody on here knows my complete and total disdain for people not putting their shopping carts back. Mm-hmm. Slightly below that is uh, truckers. What about truckers that don't put their? Carts I can't back? imagine. My head would blow up. Yeah, it would. My my head would blow up. I'm pretty sure most truckers don't put their carts back, but I, I, I yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I uh, I have a lot of bad experiences with truckers, and it's everything from them just not showing up to pick up loads that they promised to show up to uh, being late all the time. Miscommunication. That's all that yeah. is. Yeah. So today we, I well, let me back up even a week. Uh, this load was booked twice before, and oh. both times the trucker no showed us, and so now we are almost a week later before we got in the load. And today we were getting ready to come record a podcast and I needed to run and do this shit. And then hold on a second. And then suddenly the truck (laughs) rolled up the street with a driver that could not, um, couldn't drive. First of all, hold on. (laughs) I love sound effects. (laughs) This is going to be so good. He, uh, didn't uh, how do we say this in the political? You can say world? it. He didn't speak he did English, English. Was yeah. not his first language. It was not his first language. Hey, that's or okay. second or third. Like there was probably four to five, maybe eight languages that he probably spoke better than he spoke. You English. know how you know what your mother language is? Mm. It's when you hit your thumb with a hammer. Mm-hmm. The language that you cuss in that oh. is your mother language. So fuck is my mother language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, English. Oh, that's English. Okay. Yeah. That's, that that, that, I mean, that okay. for you, that is a language, that, though. That is a language. You can. It's, and there's going to be a lot of them tonight because I'm, yeah. I'm still tense from this situation. So this gentleman that showed up with uh, a very large 53-foot semi uh, and was pulling in to try to get this thing parked, he backed in several times to even hit the road. Uh, and then after I told him exactly where not to drive, he then cranked his wheel within away, seconds. Within seconds of me telling him, "Don't go over there." There was prophetic. A ditch. It was a prophetic. He color. then cranked his wheel, backed into the spot, trying to back into the spot I showed him to park into, and he dropped the uh, front of the semi truck into a ditch, into an irrigation ditch across. Which is the hard to get out property. of when you put a semi truck in a ditch. It's very yeah, and there's water in it. And of course. It's, it's muddy and deep, and it rained all day today. So anything around the ditch was obviously a little bit soft. It was so the wheels wouldn't catch traction, even pull him out. Anyway, uh, an hour later, I was blocked. By the way, this fifty-three foot semi was completely from one end of the road to the other side, one side of the road, the other side of the road. So we blocked off a, a 
a public road yeah. for an hour while we were... How wide uh, is that road? 40 feet. How wide is that semi? 53. Yeah. That's just the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. 75 feet long about. So we're... Uh, yeah. So we finally got uh, a, a very generous neighbor uh, came down with his backhoe and yanked this guy out. And uh, It's not everybody that has a neighbor that has a backhoe. I'm just saying you're lucky. God bless Bob Camp. Thank you, Bob Camp. Everyone needs a Bob Camp in their neighborhood because that guy. Bob Camp's awesome. Overall wearing back. I've never driving. seen. I've known Bob Camp since I was in the first grade because I went to school with his daughter, actually both his daughters, and I've never not seen him wear overalls. Never. You know what that guy can't do? He doesn't change a whole lot, does he? No. He does not. Clothes, he probably changes. He's got lots of overalls, but no. He sticks change. with one style and he goes with it. I don't know if he would change things up. Well, that just uh, brings us to our topic tonight, which is change. Hey, hey, that's a segue. Change rim shop. We're gonna change things up, guys. So we did a lot of things to change. One, uh, you're driving tonight. Mm-hmm. I am. I am just sitting over here in the passenger seat, and you are running the board. Uh, two, I drove a Penske, a 26 foot Penske truck. To the recording studio tonight. You did? Yeah. Oh. Did you, did you back, see a big Did you yellow, back it in? I did. I backed <laughs> it in. It's backed it right out here. I don't know how you missed it in the big wide open parking lot, bright yellow truck, but yeah. Oh, that Penske truck. Yeah, that big Penske truck. So I drove that Where'd here. You, I didn't. Do you know the tires are flat? Mm-mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if anyone else is going to enjoy this, but we're going to have a blast. You know tonight, what? And that's so. what counts. It's infectious. And here's what's funny. Another change. What's that? We're stone cold sober for the first yeah. time. We've never done a podcast where we haven't drank. But I think this is at the end of a long day, and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of Trevor units burned. There's a lot of Jody units burned throughout the day. So this is probably the end one of, the of day. our later recordings. Yeah, yeah it's late. Yeah, we're not night. even recording until the sun's down, and it's like the end of or middle of summer. So the days are like I don't know, they're seventy hours long. Yeah, it's like so an Alaskan day. That's what it is. Is what it is. But I think I think what's uh, important is I, I kind of was trying to take the positive out of this because I'm like this can be hard to pull together a uh, podcast. We don't have a guest tonight. It's just us doing mono mono again, old school, old school style. And I was like, how do we pull together something that's a, a really good topic where we don't have a guest in this? And I'm like, you know what? I just we really need to kind of reroute and change some things. And then it was inspiration. I'm like, oh shit, change because I mean we are we're in some weird times and it's like, dude, we can't keep doing the same shit and expect things to go differently. Did when the inspiration hit, did it sound like this? Oh, yes. Change. I know what we'll do. We'll change. <laughs> that's what it was. Exactly. So, anyways, that's what I thought was a, uh, oh, my chair stuck on my headset, and I just about yanked my head off headphones off my head, or my head off my shoulders. One that, would, two. that would be, <laughs> be gross. <laughs> I'd have to call Bob Camp. <laughs> Can you help with this? Bring your back over. Head <laughs> fell off. Oh Again, <laughs> so you're highlighting something I think it, that is that's I think comes from maturity, and that is sometimes stuff will go sideways, and you have to realize how much of this stuff is within your control and how much of it is out of your control. And the stuff that you can't control, you just kind of roll with it and you deal with it. And but at the older that you get, the more you realize that you're not in control <laughs> actually very much after all. But what do you choose to do? After that realization, right, you get an opportunity to pivot, you get an opportunity to change things up, and you don't necessarily have to get locked into a routine of whether it's a behavioral routine or a psychological routine of, I just, I always expect things to go right. And it's it's kind of a funny little tidbit of a story. I've I always manage my time and I think, okay, this will this will take this long and this will take that long. And it always takes longer. But I'm always optimistic and I'm like, ah, this won't be that bad. Mm-hmm. And you you realize that when other people are like, yeah, you always say that and it never goes that way. Right. Because shit always goes sideways whenever I'm doing stuff. Right. It should only take that long. Like if you're a mechanic, you've got your little book that you're like, yeah, that's a two and a half hour job. Not in Jody's book. <laughs> it's like a four hour job. It's like, well, for you, you work on cars and you've got a cool hot rod and you're out cruising it this weekend. But like, I'm a not a car guy. And so my big thing is if I start working on it, I just plan that I'm going to make three trips mm-hmm. to the automotive store, not not one. 
Because I'm going to be like, oh, okay, here, I'm going to go to the store, get all the shit I need, mm-hmm. come back here, fix this, and be done. See, then, but then you and break heard, something, no. yeah. or you strip or something I, out, yeah. or, yeah. like, yeah. so you got to be ready. Like, I think people assume that everything's going to go the right way. I think that we're, I mean, we're in a time right now where I don't think any, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 99% of people are not uh, in a place they're used to. There, something is different right now, right? And I think there's people that are fighting that, mm-hmm. and there's people that are yeah. rolling with it. And all I'm saying is I think maybe we need to roll with it because you know what? The change is good sometimes. It's like people that do the same job in the same office in the same place the same for, forever, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't know that and that's... And then they die. Yeah, I don't know that's healthy, right? Like I think that... It doesn't that, challenge you. You don't grow. I think you got to change a little bit, and then I say, and I think what's happening, and we talked about this in previous episodes, where like uh, technologies become something that people were forced to change into, right? Mm-hmm. Like companies should have been doing more Zoom calls. Companies should have been doing more go to me. People should have been working from home more. People should have been doing all this different stuff. But what happened is, is nobody did it because nobody likes change. And then all of a sudden they changed and now they're like, this is a great idea. How come we've never done this? This is awesome. We should do more webinars, you know, and we should do this. Like it's being forced into change kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we, we see it in the building industry all the time in the building industry. And I mean, this is something for, you know, salespeople, if you're listening and you're working in an industry and I don't care if it's, it's building or, or Jody and radio or different people doing, everyone says the same thing. Oh, well in my industry, people are just really hard to change. You know, oh, no, no, no. I, you know, you try to show somebody a different microphone or a different way to do or a different way to do their art advertising or marketing. And they're like, oh, no, we've always run ads oh, in the, the phone book the and shift. it's run really good for yeah. us, you know, until all of a sudden you're like, uh, they're not making phone books anymore. So you got to do something else. And then like they shift it. Next thing you know, they're they're on Facebook. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, people get forced to change, but but. It's amazing when you start bringing it to light how many times they do change and they don't think they do. And I don't know if that's because they're some people are proud that they, they're they're stubborn and they're going to stick to it. Because I get people all the time in the building industry say, we just don't change. And I go, I've used this before on podcasts. But, like, you talk to a building and go, oh, okay, so you're still using galvanized pipe in your walls. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, if I could put a galvanized pipe in a wall for 50 years and I'm like, okay, oh, so you changed. Change. Are you, you're using copper pipe, huh? Well, no, we haven't used copper pipe for 10 years. <laughs> so you put PEX pipe in your... Yeah, you PEX pipe. Okay, so just in the time, you know, you're old, this old guy telling me. So, so in your right. building career, you've changed pipe three times. But yet I'm trying to show you something with a you know an ICF house or building your walls out of concrete, and you act like it's crazy because we don't change. We only build with wood. And I go, okay, so you build with two-by-fours? Well, no, we changed five years ago. We changed to two-by-sixes. Oh, okay, so now you have to build two-by-six walls. Do you put house wrap on your house? Yeah. Well, the house wrap's only been out for a few years. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, people do change. And I think it's interesting that people don't give themselves credit for it. And for some reason, we're proud about it. But really, we need to. I mean, if you don't like where you're at, well, they, especially if you don't like where yeah, you're at. Change. The innovators are always looking for change, whether it's forced right. on them or not, right? But <clears throat> so I have, a, I have a philosophy on creativity, right? So creativity is, it is the search for the next right answer. There's more than one right answer. You can build a house with two by fours. You can build it with two by sixes. You can build it with concrete. Right. You can build it with sticks or you can build it with straw. But there are little piggies out there that are like, you know what? That's a, that's a bad idea. I don't know why that's what they sound like. But that's that, what they sound is like. that really what they, are they I, could, I could hear at least one of the piggies <clears throat> sound like that. Well, he's like, oh, shit. The wolf blew down my house. Well, well done. And then the other piggy that built his out of the ICF, mm-hmm. he's like, Psh, idiot. You know why? Because he's a smart piggy. He's like, Listen to your Mio. <laughs> it's the Sam Elliott <laughs> pig. <laughs> yeah. So And then the big one pig. And then they're like, hey, what'd you build your house out of, Sam? <laughs> Sam the pig? <laughs> he says, you're going to have to call me back. Me and the wolf are having bacon. <laughs> so here's here's my creativity thing so there's always more than one right answer right collaboration is always a great thing it's hard to do it's not the first right answer because it's more complicated you have to give up some of your autonomy as a creative as a whatever Mm -hmm. whatever it is right but when you do the collaboration you get to a better answer every single time because the answer is not about you and your pride. The answer is about the best answer, independent of whoever came up with it. 
So whether or not it's Jimmy down the block that came up with the answer, if that's the better right answer, it's the better right answer, whether you like it or not. Well, I think what people have to realize is if you, so if you collaborate on a collaboration like that, because I've watched people in rooms like this and that kind of just came to me while you're saying that. I think that some people, and maybe I'm guilty of this. Some people think when you take someone else's idea that you got beat. I think some people see that as a defeat, right? Like, well, they didn't take my idea. I just lost. And when you're in a room with, 5, 10, 20, 50 creative people. It depends on their personality. You know, I could see where, you know, like, I can't, be, I, if I'm a competitive person and I think I'm super smart and I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm sitting here going, well, I'm, my ideas are all the best, so they're going to go with all my ideas. Well, then when you, someone else throws another idea out, it's hard to take that idea sometimes because you're like, well, now I'm admitting that's better than my idea, which means I'm a loser. I lost that one. And I think people got to think like, that's a culture thing. No, we're thing. brainstorming. Like, no, this is, yeah. oh, that's a great idea. That guy came up with What about this? What that, about yeah. that? That's and I, awesome. I tell people all the time, I, I you know, coming in, in back to the construction thing, I'll, I'll, I teach installation classes to people, and I've been in classes where I'm teaching about something I've been doing for 20 years, mm-hmm. and someone says, well, what, how come you don't just, like, when you do the window, you just do this? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know, and I'm like standing in front of a room of, you know, 100 people talking about how I'm the expert and some guy just raised his hand that's never done it and thinks, but he's looking at it from a different angle, right? Okay, so that's it right there. Just seeing it. So perspective, this is something that I talk about all the time. Change your perspective. When you change your perspective, you're going to see different things. If it's a puzzle, turn it around, right? If you're drawing a self-portrait from a picture, this is a technique that, that they'll do in art classes when you're in junior high. Turn the picture upside down so that you're not drawing you or whatever the picture is, right? You're turning it upside down so you're just you're drawing the lines and you're drawing the shapes. And your brain works differently that way, right? Yep. But changing the perspective of your of your problem-solving issue, right? You're going to find different things that you didn't see the first time you looked at it, changing your elevation, changing your proximity to something, getting some fresh eyes on it. One of the exercises I do all the time is I will write something and I will put it up. I'll, I will go and walk away from it on a, on a perfect case scenario. I, I come back the next day because there are different things that influence my creativity. And it, and it could be something I'm watching, something I'm around. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things. And so sometimes I can get stuck in a rut of my approach to the creative right so i'll put it up and then i'll come back and probably you know probably 100 (coughs) i'm okay don't die sorry don't die i think it was a sesame seed (laughs) (laughs) um probably 100 percent of the time i'll make at least a small change like a word or two there are times where i will take a line from the original script that I'm writing for and it becomes the basis of the new spot and it goes off into a different, a totally different spot. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's finding the next right answer and then the next right answer. So this whole philosophy that I, that I have on that came from a study that was done with a, a group of, it was a creativity study, right? So they take a group of kindergartners and they take a group of high school seniors and they went in and they walked up. This guy walks up and he says, oh, we're going to do, do a test. And you know, all the kids are like, oh, great. And he goes up and he takes his dry erase marker and goes up to the dry erase board and he draws like a dot on the dry, on the dry erase board about the size of a quarter. So big, big board, small black dot on the whiteboard. And he asks the kindergarten class, what is that? And hand raises up, that's a bug. Another hand raises up. That's a dot. Another hand raises up. That's a planet. Another hand raises up. <clears throat> there's 20 kindergartners in that room, and there's 482 answers. Right. Same exact thing. Guy walks into a classroom full of senior high school students, and he on the dry erase board. And he says, what is it? And a little bit of this action going on. And then one kid raises up his hand, and he's like, um, that's a decimal point. And, of course, the guy says, yeah, yeah. And everybody sits back. Done. 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 They all check out because that's the first right answer. And the point of the, point of the whole study is creativity, it's, it's part of your DNA. But that it kind of gets worked out of us because it gets harder and harder. And then you get people that 
will criticize other right answers. Well, no, this is the best right answer. And whoever the alpha is, whether it's your teacher or whether it's the other jerk in the class or, you know, whoever, it doesn't really matter. You're less likely to work harder to find that next right answer because you've kind of been like, eh, it's not worth the extra effort. Yeah. I The one thing I was sitting there thinking about from a totally different aspect is uh, in my MMA days, mm-hmm. it was, you know, I, I had been watching and boxing, fight, you know, MMA stuff. For a long, long time, been involved with it. Uh, I mean, I'd done you know karate or boxing and all this different stuff, and you, you, but you hear it right, and you hear all the time. You hear the coaches and stuff talk to them when they get them in the corner for MMA, you know, because you never heard it in boxing or anything, but you heard in MMA, you hear these guys and they always say, you know, you got to change levels, you got to change right. levels, right? <clears throat> change your angle, change your level, you know, come in, you know, we got to change levels, change all, and I never understood what it was, and then I started training MMA, uh-huh. and they start saying, you know, change. I'm like. Hagen, you know what? I don't really understand. And they're like, watch. And and so Tom, the Tom the guy who was my trainer owned the gym, he basically was like, All right, I'm coming at you like this. Boom, boom, boom. You're getting used to me. And now he says, All of a sudden I come at you like this. And then he shoots down like, you know, for at lower angle. Yep. Now all of a sudden he's crouched down. He's actually going in the mid my mid All of a sudden you realize that there's different levels, right? So if you get stuck watching somebody at one thing, so you're watching the fights, and then once you you know what this what these guys are doing, you start watching fights differently because you're watching the guy set it up, right? And he purposely lulls this guy into being, oh, I'm a stand-up guy, I'm a stand-up guy. Boom, he shoots on him. Boom, he starts kicking him. You watch these guys, and they'll do leg kicks, leg kicks, leg kicks. It's leg setting kick. something up. They're setting something up, right. right? Because all of a sudden you get lulled into that. So the change, I mean, like really to win in, in MMA and, I mean, boxing and any of this, you know, combat sport – a lot of it is people just think it's just two guys getting in there just throwing and like whoever throws the most hardest punches nope. and and hits the right spot is good. No, these guys are thinking so far ahead. That's why I get so pissed off when people say it's a blood sport and people are like looking at it like, oh, it's no, just a couple is, guys, a couple hoods. It's a thugs, four-dimensional you know? chess game. It's insane. That's it's what like it is. It's like a chess. Yeah, I say it's, it's a four-dimensional chess game. Right. I tell people all the time, <laughs> you know what MMA is? It's a ch- especially jujitsu part of MMA. Oh, it's a chess game that if you put your king or queen in the wrong spot, it's gonna you're gonna bleed. And it's and gonna hurt. Anybody can get caught. Yeah, you get caught. Run away. Run. Anybody. I trust me. I one time I thought a guy was coming around. I knew exactly what he was doing. I thought for sure right he was up spinning until. around. Yep. <laughs> I knew 100%. I watched him spin. I knew he was going to leg kick me again because he'd done it before. And his leg And I didn't. literally, I they call it, check, you check this kick. So I'm checking his kick with my shin. Yeah. And while I'm, I'm so confident that I know exactly what he's doing, as he's spinning a 360 because he... He spins around. It's going to be a spinning back, you know, back kick. Did you check something with your face? I go to check my, with my leg. As I'm doing that, I drop my hands, and I look at where he's going to kick me in the leg because I know that that's what he's doing. At that point, about, I'd say, 85% away, you know, through the, the spin, I noticed his leg was not coming around, which like, I thought was a little odd for a leg kick. Oh, that's odd. And then I realized, oh, wait. I think he just changed his thing because he'd done this leg kick about eight times. And I'm like, okay, he's going to do it again. And then all of a sudden I look and I say, huh, he forgot to kick my leg. And about that time I felt his back fist mm-hmm. hit me in the face. That was a face check. Real hard. Yeah. And which <clears throat> I did not check it very well. I just kind of took it right in the face and mostly the nose. And, uh, and yeah, that was a lot of stars, stars and stripes. And- I hate getting hit in the face. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. And I'm actually thankful for, uh, like the fact that I, it, and it was funny. It was one of those things where I never, I didn't go down, but I don't know how I did not fall to the ground. But I, from then on, uh, if anyone spun, I never dropped my hands ever again. I that's, but that's how, so you're keying again on maturity is it's the result of screwing things up enough times in life that you've learned a bunch of lessons. Like you always wonder how come the generation up, like there's just people that you mentors and like my dad and like, I know, you know, lots of coaches and stuff like that. They just know so much. We fail to recognize the context of the road of mistakes that they've gone down to get to where they're at. 
And the real smart ones have made mistakes and watched a whole bunch of other people make mistakes right. and have chalked down little mental notes. Well, that's those other young people. guys, right? I mean, look at the you know, look at the NFL, right? You know, for example, right? You've got a couple superstar young coaches that have come in, but they're very unique in their their study. They're very a lot of the young coaches are not player coaches. Like they they played mm-hmm. enough. No, they were but they were not dads superstars. Were coaches. But their dads were coaches. They've watched the game. They <clears throat> yeah. studied the game. They played enough to know. But they're not like superstar athletes. They you know, but then you look at some of the really amazing coaches, some of the coaches that won, you know, the you know, big game, Super Bowls and championships, older guys. I mean sometimes I get it like uh Pete Carroll, I can't remember how old Pete Carroll is. He's Seventy. He's in his seventies. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. He I doesn't mean, act he does like he's in like his seventies. But like, but you sit there and look at him. Like, oh my god! And like, I more times than not, I actually think of like when I'm watching coaches in the NFL, especially or even college coaches, I'm blown away at how I'm like, I can't believe that guy's this old. He's like, still, you know, like he's for like retirement age. He should be retired. And then all of a sudden, I look and think about it. That's the wisdom you're talking about. He's sixty-eight. That's happening. 68. 68. But still, but like, I mean, he has lived enough life that he's like, so there's a great example of he's watched enough football games. He's coached enough football games. He's gone, you know what? I ran that play one time and didn't work. You know, like, I don't think he'll prop Pete Carroll will ever, uh, you know, pass the ball on the goal line when you've got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl and, and lose a Super Bowl that way. But, I mean, uh-huh. you literally watch, like, things like that. But, I mean, these guys, the reason why they're really, really good coaches and they're older is because they've they've learned that right. stuff, right? And, and they, you know, like I said, there's, you know, some of, the, like, some of the people think oh, the older people don't change or whatever as much. But, you know, over the years, they've had to change what they're doing. They've had to learn from it. And that's the key to that, quote, unquote, wisdom. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I, I think that, I don't know, I'm getting to be older now where I'm sitting here going, you know, I used to be saying, well, I'm young and I did all this stuff. Well, now I'm like, oh, I'm old and I did all this stuff. So it doesn't, it's not as impressive. Say, you're old. But yeah, someday, someday but, you you'll know, catch up with me. That when you, when you refuse to quit learning, you retain an element of youth that I think is really, really valuable. Because there's, I mean, there's people that are 90 years old in retirement homes that are, they're still learning. They're still growing. Yeah. And they they approach life with a different the lights are on in a different way. You can see some sparkle in their eye in a different way cuz they they're still learning. They're still marveling at all the things you can learn in life. Mm-hmm. And that but I you know some of that's a personality thing. Some of it's just how they're wired. But it makes you it makes you a good employee too. So I mean, if you're listening 100%. to this and you're thinking about, well, yeah, but I'm not. I don't own a business. I'm not this. I'm not. I'm not an athlete. I don't do that. No, I'm saying just even an employee. You know, here's here's probably the most coachable thing I can tell you from an employer slash coach. You know, standpoint. The more you can take that and and take change and welcome it, the more valuable you're going to be anywhere you go. You know, I look at some of these people. I've got good friends that have worked for same company for 25 years and you know they're the same age as i am mm-hmm. and some of them have been laid off in the last few years and been recently you know and and are out of a job and you're sitting here going well um you know that's horrible but what are you gonna do and they're like i don't know you know like they're at this point i'm like are you yeah like but they've they've never changed they, they but stayed they had in the to. same place, right? So now they've devalued themselves in the mm-hmm. way like one guy was telling me, he says, I work for XYZ company, and he immediately called one of these other companies to try to work for them that's a competitor, and they mm-hmm. said, do you know how hard it would be to, to untrain you from the same stuff you've been doing forever? Like, they know he's not prone to change. Like, they're, like, right. looking at it going, like, this guy hasn't changed in 25 years. We're not going to change him now, and we've only got how much more time with right. him, right? So the fact sometimes when you're not changing, you devalue yourself a little bit. And I'm not saying quit I don't your even job think for sometimes. no reason, but I'm saying, I'm saying when you, when you're pivoting and moving to different things and you're changing up what you do, you're bringing value to yourself in a way that they're like, wow, this person's flexible. You know, like, Hey, you know, they're, I, they're coachable. They're teachable. Dude. I want that guy. And I, I'll, I'll disagree with you. 100% of the time. You're more valuable when you, when you're willing to learn how to do something either differently or learn how to do something that's completely different than what you're doing. That If you were to take two people that have the identical skill set, one of them's coachable and one of them's not, I'll take the coachable guy every single time because what we're doing right now as a company 
that may pivot, let alone what right. your job is. Right. Right. There's, I mean, I'll give you a kind of a funny example. So working for a marketing and advertising company, that's our bread and butter, right? We do PR, we do all kinds of stuff. We don't do a ton of live events. Guess what we're doing tomorrow? Hmm. We're doing a live event because we had the the pieces parts and it's kind of like opening up the drawer of all the stuff that you've got. You know, it's a big tool chest. Hey, we have all the tools here and all the necessary talents and abilities to put an event like this together. We just need to fill in a couple gaps. So yeah, we can do that and we figured it out and it's going to be really, really good. And it was such a cool event to, to put together and to see everything come together from a from a creative standpoint and then the execution element of that and go, yeah, this is going to work. Not only is it going to work, it's going to be really, really good. And from somebody that doesn't know what that tool chest looks like with all the stuff in it, all they get to see is the finished product. They don't know. They don't know if I've got 15 years of event experience or if I'm new or they don't even they don't right. care all they know is the finished product and it's going to be great we didn't know all the details on doing all that stuff but again it's specifically now with the whole covid thing you're see you're you're being kind of forced you're leveraged because yeah yeah we'll figure out how to do it you just kind of roll with the punches and that's kind of the point of what you're talking about where we opened this was being able to change things up, being able to change levels, being able to look at something from a different perspective and maybe do something differently. You may come back with a, a better outcome. You may come back with not a better outcome. But here's the, here's the key. Still valuable. Still valuable because you can pick it apart and know why it succeeded and or why did it fail. If I can find those things in tandem, it makes me 100 times more valuable rather than just knowing what doesn't work. Yeah. Well, what works and why? And what doesn't work and why? And how do I know the difference? Because I've got all these characteristics. If I can put those characteristics on something else, I can do a much better job of kind of figuring out what's going to work, what's going to be the most efficient use of my tool set. Yep. So, again, I, find I, find more than one right answer. And I think you can do that. Like, I, we're, I mean, I look at, you know, my ex-wife, you know, mm -hmm. Angie, she, like, she's always impressed with the fact that she she's spent a lot of time at one company one in one company that is you know against what i say as far as like okay you gotta be, be but here's the difference she i can watch her within that group because i mean we know a lot of people that work same company a lot of people within that group don't change as well mm -hmm. she's she hasn't changed the company but she changes and pivots to different positions and so what happens is is, is she's been in many many organizations within that company that have right. been shut down she always survives because the boss always knows that she's willing to change and so they say yeah, they it. say hey i'm not losing my job we're laying off all these other people i'm going to this department and i know you can pivot to that department where you want to come with me and then they move over. That's the and problem. She's done solving. that a dozen times. Right. I mean, maybe I'm six times probably. That she's I probably know done of. it seventeen or eighteen and times, thousand times, right? But she she legitimately is one of those people within a. So I mean, even if you are with it, I'm not saying you got to quit your job at the organization, but being able to tell people in the organization, right? Hey, I know things are changing. You know, if you work at the phone book store, you know. You might want to look for something. You know, <laughs> well, maybe then you know. But literally, if they're like, hey, we're going to shift. I mean, it, Dex did it, right? right? Oh, we're going to online, you know, that right. back in the day when Dex phone books were all the thing. Well, if you were one of the people that worked at Dex phone books and you're like, I don't fucking do computers. That's bullshit. I'm not going to do Okay, you probably will. We're out of job. But if all of a sudden you're like, hey, this is really cool. I really like this computer stuff. I'd like to learn about it. Well, we're getting out of phone books and we're going to be sifting to an online website. And if you're anxious to, yeah, I want to learn that. So you stayed at the same company, but you change by right. changing that you're going to go somewhere. And the thing is, you got to let people know that you're open to that change. And, and the vibe you put off to people is very important. Being open-minded, I think part of change is being open-minded, you mm -hmm. know, like trying something different. I think we get that way as we get older, just naturally, because we've experienced more. But, I mean, I try to tell my kids all the time, and it's fun because I'm watching it happen now especially with my son at like 16, mm -hmm. my daughter, like ah, sushi's gross. But then you watch them turn of an age where their friends start to like sushi and they're going out to sushi. Hey dad. Yeah. That sushi's pretty good. Yeah, I know. I've been telling you that for a while. You know, now my, my kids are like, we don't like Thai food. 
one day I brought home Thai food and gave it to him. And they're like, oh, that's pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, what is that? It's Thai food. It's Thai food. And it was kind of funny. Like a few <laughs> of these things were like literally my son said, well, I didn't think I liked Thai food either, but now I do. Or I didn't think I'd ever eat sushi, but now I do. He's figuring out at 16. I said, that's right. You don't know until you try things, right? Like, I mean. And it might be a failure. This was something you were hitting on. It was last podcast. You've hit on it a bunch of times. The idea of not being afraid of not being afraid of failure. Right. Everybody's going to fail. I mean, and really, if you look at it, you can look at it one of two ways. I failed. Or, oh, shit, that's not going to work. I better try it different next time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and again, sometimes. Well, that's, that's even back to call back to Aubrey Rose when she goes yeah. on our shows. Like, she, what was her thing? So own your failures, right? Yeah. So, like, even even more so than not being afraid of a failure, being able to like own it and be like, yeah, yeah, I, I miss it. I, you know, it's funny. I thought about this too. And you're talking about, I did it. I mean, I don't do, as everybody knows, I pretty much work for myself, but I, I have done some job interviews. Uh, and I did a job interview one time for, uh, it was a pretty high end job, um, upper management type job, you know, in the building industry. And one of the things they asked me that I thought was more interesting than any other question I'd heard, which I, I've done a ton of interviews, but they didn't ask me like, cause they always want to ask you about this stuff. Like, it's like, well, what you know? Tell tell us a success story you had. Where the, this one guy says, "Tell us when something didn't work for you." He's like, "Obviously, you're going to tell us about all the cool shit you can do and and how good you are." He's like, right. "Tell me about one time you tried something that didn't work and and how that how that work." And he left it fairly open ended. Like he didn't. That's a smart question. He could have he could have just been like, "Now tell me how you did something that didn't work and how you overcame it and how that objection turned right. into a positive." Like he didn't even lead me into it. He left it pretty open. Just like tell me how something that didn't work. Dot dot dot. And then that's hit the crickets. Yeah. And then I was like, and "Nope, then, everything's been great here." Yeah. Zip then I just freaking blew it. But I and it was funny because he he later commented. He says your answer that was you know phenomenal because I mean I did I went full blown like oh yeah this okay you want to hear a <laughs> you want to hear a class A screw up can yeah. really go sideways you know and you know those big giant fans. <laughs> Let me tell you about the shit that hit that fan. <laughs> Industrial size. So, uh, I don't know if you're recording this, but uh, <laughs> federal government's still looking for me. Uh, you know, but yeah, it was just one of those things where I just told him, I said, oh my God, yeah, he's, I, you know, and I can't even remember now. I can't recall. It's funny because they asked me after, they set me up with the, it was a great one-two punch. They set me up with the tell me about something. You know, they're like, we know you've got good success stories, you know, or you wouldn't be sitting here. You know, you were referred right. here by so-and-so, and he knows you. So, um, you know, we heard all the rah-rah stuff. To hear, tell us something bad, you know. And so I told them, and I can't remember how. When but, I was in the third grade. <laughs> it was something about, you know, where we like, and I, I'm trying to remember, but it was, I, if I remember correctly, I basically had, you know, worked real hard for this, and then I ended up kind of sticking my foot in my mouth at the wrong time, and then it just kept getting worse and worse. And then, of course, that was the order that didn't, you know, just failed epically. And right. anyways, we got to a point where I kind of just literally just said, "We're we're done here, aren't we?" And they were just nodded yep. their head, said, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay, well, thanks for the opportunity." And we were done, right? And that's I never saw the customer again. And there's no happy ending to the story. It was literally I'm gonna I go I've seen them in I see yeah I've seen them around and I go the other way because I don't want to confront I don't want to even have the conversation. Remember that one time when <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like oh man, but then they came back with it was funny because then they kind of like you know smash me down, build me up kind of deal, right? Like right? Break me down, build me up. So then they're like, all right, tell us something good. And I do remember that story because that's one of my family, I think I've told it before, but it was it was the one I, you know, basically working for, it was a Cactus Beach job down at the casino and they, we had done a huge order for them. Um, they said we shorted them. I said we didn't. I said, okay, that's fine. That's great. I get it. I'm like, but if do me a favor. If you find this product, send it back to me it's very expensive but i'll get you i'll get you the other i'll ones, square you up for now i'm pretty dead sure it's there somewhere anyways um they were like we don't care how much it costs like we have all these rooms rented out it was for some hardware to to open up some rooms that they were remodeling right. and they were short all the bath hardware and they had people booked in those rooms and it was like wednesday and they said it has to be, i mean friday afternoon at one o'clock we're checking in we literally from pennsylvania overnighted the product for ball is from baldwin overnighted the product out here literally flew like one of those like yeah you can just buy a ticket for something and stick it in the seat and it'll be here in three hours kind of deal wow like literally bought it you know i mean essentially yeah. bought a ticket got it on a plane 
They flew it out here. They flew it to the Twin Falls airport. I paid a guy to drive to tw- from Twin Falls to Cactus Pete's and drop it off. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we called in eight favors to get this all done, you know, and we got it done. And and, uh, and then a week later they found all the stuff that I told them they didn't lose, that we didn't short them. So yeah. What would they say? Uh, they called and apologized, and uh, they they did not ask for a return or want to return any of it. They they paid us for both of oh, them really? full price and, and did not, yeah. Did, we, we got double paid on that deal. So, yeah. And it was just a big thing because, like, that company was a company out of Boise, but they they used us from then on, I mean, ever. But Well, and that's when the shit hits the fan, what happens? And yeah. what do you learn from it? But I, I want to go, I want to unpack a little bit of that story that I think is important. You called in eight favors, right? Air quotes. You don't get to call in eight favors if you haven't been paving the road prior to those, right. exactly. to the necessity of those favors without putting in the work. I think there's, and this is another callback from one of our, our previous podcasts as well. There's a lot of times where you're going to put in a whole bunch of work on the front end of something, and you may not reap a massive benefit, but when you need it, when you need the eight favors, and you've done a great job, and you've got great relationships, and you've got a good reputation for being a good dude that does what he says he's going to do when he says he's going to do it, those people are going to, they're going to, you're going to be able to cash in those favors. So the, the point of that illustration is it may not seem like you're doing that much. It may not seem like it's paying off in the big glorious story way, but it counts. You're putting building blocks down that sometimes it takes you 20 years to build that up where people go, oh, yeah, you want to go see that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Trevor, yeah, he's blah, 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 or whatever company A, B, C, they're the best, and let me tell you why. Because there's for each one of those blocks, there's a story of of when you did something and went above and beyond. When you sent, when you said, "Oh, okay, well, you know what? We're gonna make it right," and you went through all these different hoops to make that right for that client. And you never know, you never know how many junior people are on those email chains. You never know how many people are gonna see this in passing and be impacted and go, "See that right there? That's how you do it right there." Those things, all of that stuff. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Yeah, I all got, of that I have stuff an counts. Amazing, and I know this is getting a little off the of change, but stick with me because we're changing. This is what this we're podcast ch- we're, is we're about. We're changing again. This is what we do. We change every time. We left turn. I just had. I heard an amazing story this week that I wanted to give a shout, just in case anyone's listening and actually can, you know, this this is you know can give these people business. But Chewy dot com mm-hmm. is a yeah. uh, the pet supply yep. company. Okay, um, Heather's daughter. Uh, lost her black lab or her uh, chocolate lab this last week she was here visiting and oh. he passed away while she was gone Aww. and she's had i mean and he's 12 years old or whether i mean you know older and um so really hard on her i mean this is her first dog it was her first mm-hmm. dog that she as an adult first dog she had um he was the ring bearer in her wedding you know mm-hmm. like, i mean very very close with him and uh so very sad she gets so she has to go home you know and her dog's gone. So she gets home, and right when she gets home, she gets a uh, her subscription order of dog food for him from Chewy.com. So she calls Chewy.com and says, I need to cancel my subscription for this, you know, type of dog food, whatever it is I get. And they say, oh, are you not happy with this? She says, no, um, he passed away. And the lady's like, I am so sorry. So she says, she's like, you know what? Don't. She was all to return it or whatever. And she's like, she's like, no. She says, take the food. She goes, we're going to credit you for that bag of food. And she goes, just do me a favor. Take that to a local shelter and donate mm-hmm. it to a local shelter. She goes, and in, in his name. And then, and she's like, well, thank you. I, which I thought was just awesome that they wrote off this $50 bag of food. And, uh, you know, and it was like, or 60, I think it was like a $65 bag of food, $65 bag of food, write it off. They said, we're crediting your account for this. Um, and and just please go donate it in his name and and mm-hmm. you know and she's like that you know it's okay blah 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 hangs up the phone with her next day she gets a uh from the FedEx guy shows up and she gets a bouquet of flowers from chewy.com with their condolences like a the 1-800 flowers or whatever a box of roses wow with their condolences i'm like how 
I mean, it was so cool to give her the $60 credit on that food and tell her to go donate it in his right. name, which was just great. Then to go beyond that and write a handwritten note of condolence to her and with a thing of flowers. I'm like, that is, I mean, I'm sitting here going, I don't buy shit for, I am going to now go buy stuff from Chewy.com because of that. that. That's it, man. That is how that is how you earn customers for life, and that's not done a lot nowadays. And no, the, and that's it's the thing. not. You can, and when you do, it puts you in a whole other level. I mean, it's just like I mean, look at that. I mean, it takes I, I, that's a hundred dollars basically. Yeah. That's a probably a hundred dollar deal, and we're gonna talk about it. I'm telling everyone I know about it. I There's know Heather probably is. a quarter million people that listen to this podcast just, just today, just today, and yeah. then you sit there and listen to it, and you're like. All these people, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that hundred dollars they spent, I mean, that's they couldn't buy that advertising on this podcast for a hundred dollars. So I mean, it's way more than that. That is, and I, I'll give credit to Eddie Moore. Shout out to Eddie. He talks about uh, long dollar and short dollar. And I, this is something we just recently started talking about at work. And I love the logic of it, right? Because it's applicable to so many different things. The reality is that costs money. The reality is that's hard to do. It's hard. If you're if the budgets are getting tight, that's really easy to go, mm, we're not going to be able to do that anymore. But If that's, we do that for one person, right. we have to do it for them all. That's, that's what companies that's say. That's the short dollar look at it. The long dollar look at it is, hey, look, how many, how many dogs is that gal going to have in her lifetime? How much do we get out of absolutely blowing her expectations away? You just made a fan for life. And she's going to tell everybody. She's telling everybody. I'm telling everybody. Right. And then, and that, so, so you have the primary, and then you've got the tertiary, right? Secondary, then tertiary. You've got all these different ripples of of impact. You can call them impressions, right? So in digital marketing, we we talk about impressions. Well, I got X amount of impressions, and blah blah. It's all this. It's all math. That's an impression. That it's a big giant rock in a pond that hit the pond so hard that it launched other things out of the pond that are making more ripples. Right. That's a long dollar thing, but it's it's so worth it. And it now it becomes relational. Right? The relationship element of that will overshadow the price point because now you're a partner in my pet's life. Right. And I remember that one time and and I was having such a hard time and I got I mean, did anybody else send her a bouquet of flowers? No. I mean, those those little things. I'm I'm lucky, man. I work at an incredible advertising agency that is full of people that would do that stuff. Right. When people have shitty days at my work, people get together and, <laughs> hey, send me some money on Venmo. We're gonna do something cool for for so and so. So we have we have a. I gotta tell the story because it's it's in the same vein, mm -hmm. right? We've got there's dog lovers galore at my work. It's kind of ridiculous. Everybody loves dogs, probably more than people. <laughs> so we've got one gal that, that works with us, and she is she has the biggest heart when it comes to dogs. Like she was, they went to Mexico this last year, and she was so excited. She brought like a whole bunch of stuff, like suitcase down for the stray dogs in Mexico for food. <laughs> like she's just her heart is amazing. So she, I don't know what was going on. I didn't get any of the details, but we we get on a call every Monday morning. We go over, and it's just a big. It's like a big. Uh, we call it Slack, but it's like it's like a big Zoom meeting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're going over all the things that we've got going on in our week. I'm working on this, and I'm doing that. My bandwidth is pretty good, probably Wednesday, but I'll be really busy Tuesday. And everybody just kind of goes through their thing. So we get to her, and she she starts, and then loses her shit. And super emotional, and, she, and then she gets all frustrated at herself and gets all wound up. She's like, I told myself I wasn't going to do this, and now I'm doing it, and I'm acting like I completed it. I'm just having a really, you know, and she just, <laughs> and it was really neat because it was, it, it's like a family. And when you're a family and somebody gets upset, it's uncomfortable for 0.2 seconds. And then right. you go, I love you, man. <laughs> right? And it was such a cool thing. She sent out a little thing to the to the big group and we apologize for making everything uncomfortable and you know, we're just having a rough a rough day. And it was like before she even sent out that email there was stuff going around saying, "Hey, we need to do something for her." So we're gathering some money. We're going to send her she loves, I can't remember what we got for. Her. She loved we got her a gift card somewhere and then like a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> but that, I mean, so now I'll turn that a little bit not a customer, but uh, 
of building culture in your workplace. When you build a culture where it is family like that and you got each other's back like that, the, the times when I need the favors from you, hey, I know that this deadline is coming up. We really got to get this RFP done and it's got to kill it because blah, 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 blah. Because we're family, everybody pitches in and it's, yeah. And because we're family, I can poke holes in your creative and you're not pissed at me because you didn't win. You're excited that I poked holes in your okay idea that made your okay, okay idea into something better. even better. Yeah. Right. That's part of the process. But you have the security of, quote unquote, family, the culture that you build that that sets that up. If you don't have it, you don't have that. You don't have that elasticity of the of the relationship. Right. Well, I think people what probably what a lot of people, you know, I mean, this is a a lesson. I think if you're new to change, if you're going to try this, if you're going to listen to this and say, you know, I'm going to try to change more. I think the one thing that I've learned with my my age and wisdom and gray hair is that you people don't I don't think people realize that other people notice when you change mm -hmm. so don't think it goes wasted like I think a lot of people I, I feel like a lot of people think well I'm gonna do that for them and then but what's that get me you know kind of deal and it's and that's a short-term view short term right yeah you got to understand that if you have that long-term view you will know people may not say every time Hey, Jody, I know that was really hard for you because you don't do Here's that. Here's your pat on the back. You know, good job. Good game but on you your know what? Cheek. If you do it two or three times, you know, I don't like fruit. I'm not a fruit person. I have a hard time eating fruit. Okay. I don't every every time I, you know, and I, we're trying to eat healthier. We're trying to be, you know, trying to lose a little weight, trying to do that whole thing, right? Well, I know for a fact that I'm eating stuff I don't normally eat. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny where I felt better because the other night we're sitting there talking and Heather brings up like, you know, she's like, I did not, you know, you did eat this the other day and you did eat this and I know you don't like it, but you're trying this and you're drinking more water, you know, like, and it was kind of funny. Like she labeled off all this stuff and like, sometimes I'm sitting there doing it and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not losing weight. No one even knows this is I'm doing this. This is like, I hate it. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I'm eating a fucking salad and I don't want a salad. I want a freaking cheeseburger you know so like and i get frustrated but it, it was a, it felt good to know that like oh she noticed it and brought it up when we were talking right. to other people that oh yeah he's been doing this stuff and i think it's one of those i think we all deep down want some sort of it's like recognition right yeah, that it's we're, a hey, does someone see the work i'm doing and i think it's hard sometimes to do that change thing especially in a group setting or work setting or whatever, if you feel like you're not getting anything out of it, you know, but what happens is like you said, when you want to call in an IOU, when I call in a favor and stuff, I am definitely now at a point in my life where I feel like I've got people enough. I've, I've loaned my truck out enough times or I've come and shown up and moved people or I've, mm -hmm. you know, helped someone out or donated to their, their deal or their kids deal. Or I think I've, I think I've done enough things now where like, like I said, you, I'm, I do, get to call in some favors sometimes and it's amazing how it's i'm like wow this is really starting to pay off a little bit where i'm like i realize that and i got people in my life that i'm like man if he you know if he i mean you're one of them i've, I've said that for years you you stepped up in some of the most darkest parts of my life you know you were the guy out of all the people out we know you know you were the guy that came in at the right time and said hey if you need me, I'm here kind of And deal. don't like, give me your bullshit answer. I'm yeah, fine. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, We're know? all fine here. House is on fire. We're all fine. We're so, fine. But that goes back to like, you know, like that was, you know, 10, 10 years, 10 plus years ago. And it's just like, but I know for a fact because of your actions, I know I can always rely on you, right? I know you're always there for me. Same same deal with people in, in a work scenario. If you're constantly always kind of being that guy that kind of helps out, it's going to be there for you when you're ready to get helped out and when you need help. And, and they'll, stuff. and they'll like helping you. Right. That's, I mean, people love to help other people. So don't, they don't really do. Don't think when you change, I mean, when I do something that's different, people are like, wow, I bet that was really, you did a whole pot. I, I, I did a podcast here. I'm doing a couple podcasts right now and I'm doing one of the podcasts. They're like, wow, that was really weird to listen to you on a whole podcast and not say fuck. That is weird. I'm like, yeah, I changed for this podcast, <laughs> but it, it literally was one of those things where it's like, I, you know, I try it. I mean, and I think right. that's where, that's where I'm at with this, you know, on the whole, you know, just of this, this podcast, if try, just try it, especially if you feel like we're all in a spot right now where or even recognize that you're resistance to it. Right. Right. You, that is change. Right. Recognizing that you're resistant to change is really, honestly, it's the first step. 
Right. Because you have to recognize that you don't want to change and you got to change your attitude in order to change. Right. And we all know people, and we probably there. We all think of our parents. You know, we think of old, old people, our parents, our grandparents. Well, oh, right. they never change. Don't be that guy, right? It doesn't matter what your age is. But that's it's a you choice, know? man. You can be like you said. You could be that ninety-year-old that's like, hey, I've never done yoga. Go try it. You know, I should like, do yoga. I'm about as flexible as this desk right here. Pretty flexible for a big guy. I, uh, but I definitely want to try yoga too. So maybe we should go try yoga. Do a podcast about it. And we should probably video that because it would be funny. Is there a bet on who farts first? I, I think I've got that one down. I think I win. Is it a contest? I, I just did when you talked about it. Oh, you already farted? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I think that I think there's a lot of things that people can, you know, if you're if you listen to this and you think that the world's in a crazy place right now. You're right. <laughs> you could not be more correct. But we need to have a ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Winner, I don't have a ding, 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 ding. Oh, man. I don't have a ding, ding, ding. even close to that. Uh, there's only, I mean, you guys. Oh, oops, that's the wrong button. Oh, you could do this, I guess. You're right. Yeah, you are right. Hey, welcome. Is crazy. You have the correct answer and win a lifetime supply of crickets. <laughs> I don't know Perfect. what you're going to do with them. Perfect. I, I think that you know we're all in the same we're all in the same boat right now. Everyone's got whatever you're. We're not in is. the same boat. Take that back immediately. I'm sorry, we're not. We're all boat. in the same storm. We're in the same storm. That's we're right. We're in the same. Boats. We're in the same ocean. There's a big storm. We are not in different boats. And here's why I'm I am very very particular about this, because there are people that are in some good boats, and there are people that are like, like Jack is hanging on to the door, and his bitch girlfriend is taking up the whole space of the door and he's about to drown That's right. and I'll never let go Jack then move over bitch there's <laughs> enough room on the door get off the door jeez there's people out there that that really are struggling yeah they're not in the same boat but they, you know yeah. what maybe you can help them right. maybe you can Put him in touch with somebody. You never know. That's, right? a, that's a great analogy because that's what cracks me up about the whole like quarantine thing. And you see these these uh, celebrities that are quarantined to their ten thousand yeah. square foot, you know, and posting <laughs> mansion. About it. And they're like, quarantine. hey, everyone should quarantine. Well, not everybody has a fucking full basketball yeah. stadium in their place and a pool. goddamn movie theater. Okay. <laughs> that's not that's the way and a chef that's in there that's chef. quarantined also with quarantined you, with you ba- ba- you know, in your pool like yeah so i agree you're right we're all in the same shit storm right. in different boats and some people started out in really big yachts and nice big cruisers that aren't feeling the storm as much some people are in a little dinghy that is getting really beat to shit in this thing but wherever you're at and anybody and i'm any you some of those people in the yachts aren't feeling real great some of the people in dinghies aren't great we're somewhere in the middle probably I, you know what? If you don't like where it's what's happening today, just how you feel. If you don't like right. what you feel, if you don't change something up. Like, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at it. I, you know me, I'm a super social media guy. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. it's important for our business. I think it's important for our podcast, you know, marketing. You know, I'm sitting here looking at it going, all right, we're coming into a holiday weekend. I'm like, you know, maybe I somehow, I don't know how, if this is even possible because of my job and different things. Like, can I just unplug? I mean, can I unplug and try it? Because, again, I want change because I'm not happy with where everything is right now. Not just because this trucker dropped his truck into my ditch <laughs> across from my house today, but, like, literally, I mean, it just seems like it's just the uh i'm in the fml you know like it took me a while to figure that out i'm like what's what's that is that like a trucker license like i don't get what fml i thought it was cdl people put put fml on stuff and they're like (laughs) and my i think my son or daughter was like it means fuck my life and i'm like oh oh that's what it means this oh. translation brought to you by Fuck my life. <laughs> I literally am like 2020 is literally should just be the year of FML then. It should um, just be Have you seen the meme that's got the picture of Nelly Olson if if 2020 was <laughs> was on the <laughs> no, You haven't seen that? Oh, it's pretty funny. You know, I, do you remember who Nellie Olson is? Yeah, right. I just was laughing because I hadn't thought of her forever. And I, I know, said, I saw it, and I was like, oh my God, she is Satan incarnate. I said, I said, uh, Little House Nellie Olson, it said like, Nellie Olson, the original Karen. <laughs> that was, I thought was totally. hilarious. I'm like, that's dead on. But she, but literally, I, I, 
I just think that if you're listening to this, and I mean, I'm saying I'm in the same boat, man. I just don't like where things are right now in the world, period. And all I'm going to say is I'm just going to try to change some things, man. I'm changing what I eat. I'm changing. I want to change maybe how much I'm on my phone or how much I'm on social media. Like It's like, okay, get this and change, man. I mean, it's I'm a, I'm a very not good person worker outer dieter guy that's why i'm a big dude okay and i'm pretty pretty stout i thought it was just because you were fat is that too it might be that too <laughs> or the huge huge bones i have but i uh i <laughs> hey I think, I think uh if you you know like i know for a fact that i i, I don't bitch a lot about it. like that's one thing you don't hear me bitch about it i'll talk about being a big guy i don't no, bitch yeah. about being a big guy because i know that if i did i should just get my fat ass up and go to the to the friggin you know i thought it was because you had so much other things to bitch about there was there wasn't any time <laughs> left lower in the on day. My list. we're out of we're, we're out, out of day, podcast sorry. time sorry <laughs> we'll get to it tomorrow i just get your to- sd card is full <laughs> <laughs> they're like you sorry like, man, I didn't even get to the fat thing yet. And they're like, mm, sorry. sorry. Better get me your SD card. You're a little bit slow, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I didn't change it, so therefore it's the same thing. But I'm okay with that. But some things I'm not okay with. So anyways, I just think everybody needs to change things up a little bit. I think if you're seeing something that's, uh, you know, to where you're feeling like uh, you need to, you don't like where you're at, then make a change, man. It doesn't, I mean, it's not going to change by doing the same thing over and over again, right? It's the insanity thing. You know, you can't just keep doing the same shit and expect a different result. So I just think it's important, and especially off the day, we, day, week, month, and what, three months now we've been having, I just think it's time to fucking change some shit. Well, it doesn't have to be crazy stuff. No. I mean, even like what you're talking about, unplug for the weekend. Right. Like, you're going to be just fine. Go for a walk. Like go take take your dog out and go for a walk. Like yeah. spend some time. Like uh, do do something that you're not going to my dogs. Get angry. Like I get my here's my problem. Social media is not my problem. The news that shows up on my social media is my problem. And the freaking bitch ass people that complain about shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, my dog tore up my little bit of my door today. <sighs> he just showed me a picture yeah. of uh, <laughs> a torn up door with the and I've I've done I've had that. Yeah. I've had well, that. That Luckily, was, my dog doesn't do that now. That was Jack Jack. He was making he was making a change. He made a change. I'm going to change some things door. around here. Should have let me in. <laughs> Should have let me in. Change the trim on this door. Yeah. What do you think of that? <laughs> and he looks at you like, I missed you so much. I tore up your door. <laughs> Don't you love me more now? I, I told him no. Mm. And then I fed him. Yeah. That's love. That's They're what just that so is. cute. That's what that is. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big change. It can be a small change. I mean, it can be. It can be one thing, right? And I, that the story of, you've heard the story of the wolves, the two wolves. There's the, the good wolf and the bad wolf, and which wolf wins. You never heard this? Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it real fast, right? So inside of you are two wolves. One is good, one is bad, right? So there's a constant battle between the two wolves. Who's going to win? It's the wolf you feed. If you're going to feed the negativity, it's going to win. If you're going to feed the positivity, it's going to win. That shapes your worldview. It shapes the ability for you to really prime yourself to make those changes. If you're going to walk around and be the negative wolf guy, you're probably not going to change. You're going to bitch about a lot, and you're going to be a miserable shithead, and nobody's going to want to be around you. And that doesn't end well. Or you can feed the positive wolf, and you can... Look for things, and things really are self-fulfilling prophecies. What you kind of focus on becomes reality. So (laughs) in order to do those changes, you really do have to kind of turn your attitude a little bit around. I mean, it sounds kind of almost childish, like you need to change your attitude. I mean, I hear that, like I tell it to my boy all the time. Like, dude, you're not in trouble for... For what you did, you're in trouble because you're being a disrespectful punk, right? Don't do that. Change your attitude. It's funny. My 11-year-old daughter, she recognizes it right away. She's like, you know what, Dad? You're right. I am grumpy. And she goes away and comes back, and she's like, I'm good. It's insane. If I could bottle that up in pill form and sell the little Jessly bug pills to everybody, a little positivity, I'd be a bazillionaire. 
the reality is that's hard. It's hard to change your perspective when all of 2020 is bitch slapping you around. And the reality is it doesn't matter if you make 20 grand or 20 million, the level of your problems, whether they're the problems of wealth or the problems of paying your rent, there's still that if the perspective of those people, it's still their massive problem. Mm-hmm. It's easy to judge people for, you know, Oh yeah, real hard when you don't, you don't walk their shoes, man. Let them be. Point. Good point. So the point being at the end of the day, you get a choice. You get a choice with what you do with your 24 hours in the day. You get a choice with what you want to search out in that day. And what do you want to focus on? What do you want to be tomorrow? What are the things that, that are important to you? One of the things I'm hearing is I'm reading between the lines. You miss quality time. You're spending energy being frustrated about a, the world that's going sideways. You're like, man, I got to time out. I got to, because this is impacting my well-being at a... <laughs> At an emotional and spiritual level. Right. Because the world is hard, man. And there's big questions that are getting trying to get answered. And, and people are trying to change the route of human history. And it's hard. And it yeah. is what it is. And yeah. sometimes, yeah, take a break. Make a change. It doesn't have to be a permanent change. It might be a permanent change. I made Do a permanent like change it? that affected my life in a good way. Yeah. And it was a pretty... It was a pretty uh, a pretty vulnerable change. I uh, I went from wearing regular briefs to um, boxer briefs, and they're modal. Really? Yeah. And it changed it changed the way my balls spend their entire day, and it was impactful. Mm-hmm. So I made a change, and it it has um, affected my life. I'm glad that that's how I think we. Sh- I think that's how we want to leave yeah. everybody tonight. I think they, they. I want them thinking about your balls. You like how I did that right there, right after balls? Dropped them. Just that's boom. what I did. Not a mic drop. That was a ball drop. All right, everybody. I I hope we. Uh, I hope you had as good a time as we did. I had a great time. Yeah, I was tired, good. and I I debated. I was like, mm, maybe I'll cancel, and then I was like, no. Um, no, we, we have won't to cancel. Through. We did. Good job, buddy. Thanks, man. Don't be afraid to change, people. Change your underwear. Yeah. Try the boxer briefs. I have more jockey. 94% modal, 6% spandex. Tommy John. Tommy John. I've heard Tommy John. Tommy like John are amazing. Cloud, cloud under your testicles. I love them. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>